Testing, testing, one, two, three. Recording has started for Taylor's Tales, episode 26. Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and we're back with the boys, the lads, the Star Wars legends. Why don't you all say hello, lads, individually? Let's start with alphabetical order. Alex Young, how you doing? Yeah, good, mate. How are you going? Very well, very well. Johnny and Jordan, I don't, I, th- yeah, I just immediately <laughs> confused myself. So I'm going to go with... Me first, Yeah, hi. Hi. Great to be back. Legends, both of you. Thank you so much for being back on. All three of you, you've all been on at least once each, individually and on, as a group. So team, squad goals. Squad goals. I, I think... Um, Joey Diaz said once that if you have three motherfuckers, you can take on the entire world. So you guys are my, my three motherfuckers. All you need is three motherfuckers. <laughs> Love Joey Diaz. Love Joey Diaz. And so this has inspired the Star Wars lads. And we're back. And I'm starting this podcast off with a classy first question for you. Have you seen the deleted scene of Jar Jar Binks being killed? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> I've what, what is this madness so i recently came across something on the internet which i never seen before. why would they not include that why would they not include that exactly um it's jar jar binks being thrown off a cliff after their ship crash landing in naboo and he falls to his death um <laughs> Oh, was this in the yeah in the first one? In the first one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think I've seen that, but it was years ago that I saw that extended. Like it's like an extended deleted scene, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it's they when they pop so much up. Hassle. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because so even if he, he even if he died, because he's he's a Sith, he would have come back anyway. That's true. That would have made him double his powers. Yeah. My my powers have doubled since we last spoke. I love it. Uh, right, so, so the last thing you go want is like a, a load of Jar Jar body clones. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> There's more of them. <laughs> yeah. just go. The secret is that the the whole race is just Jar Jar, but just in different oh. kind of. <laughs> That was Darth Plagueis' secret plan all along. He literally just had replica Jar Jars as a way to destroy the entire Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a race so stupid <laughs> that it would just corrupt and, and destroy itself. Just because you're able to speak doesn't make you intelligent. That is one yeah. of the best quotes to be thrown from a Jedi yeah. sass master that is Qui-Gon. What films are I, like, I so dumb, it might just work. <laughs> <laughs> My, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah, George. I forgot what that. Oh, that's gonna kill me. I'm gonna have to. Is that Clone it. Wars. It's so it's dumb. It might Wars, just it? work. I, I just immediately think of Obi Wan's quote where he says, "We're smarter than this. How do we get here?" Yeah. <laughs> it's just the third one. And uh, going from that, and something that I thought we'd have a bit of continuity. Obviously, we spoke about Jar Jar being a Sith Lord in the previous uh, podcast. Um, I thought I'd like bring it to to a, clo- a close there with Jar Jar being thrown off a cliff by a spaceship being falling into the water, which is kind of ironic, seeing as a spaceship can fly. Um, the thing we didn't cover, which we both, all, all me, Johnny, and Jordan spoke about afterwards, was G- General Grievous. Like, how does his character affect the Star Wars universe? 
And I'd love to hear how, how you guys individually like first saw him either in the third film or through uh, some of the animated Star Wars sort of episodes. It was in the film. I don't think he got enough screen time, though. I think he could have had something way cooler. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I saw him in uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. But like Jordan says, he just didn't get enough screen time. And now now seeing the Clone Wars, the animated series Clone Wars, it's there's so much of a bigger role for Grievous mm-hmm. and how his kind of master plan gets into the cracks of the universe but um yeah clone wars kind of redeemed it but the films definitely missed the trick yeah i totally agree and i think that ali did, did you ever see you know when we first saw the revenge of the sith how cool yeah. general grievous was as a character uh when we were kids like when, when you're like eight or nine years old and you're seeing like actually we're probably older than that it's 2005 so yeah nine or ten um yeah and, yeah. and we, oh we saw like this guy with like four arms availability yeah. <laughs> to, to spin lightsabers do you, do you think that's had an effect on some of the creativity star wars has come from from the third film well i think it was probably quite interesting obviously in phantom menace they had Darth Maul and all of a sudden oh shit he's got like a double lightsaber thing cool and then yeah then Grievous comes along and he's got like four and it's yeah yeah I think I think definitely it opens up the possibilities you know mm. where before it was like you know oh you got one lightsaber and that's it <laughs> you know it just it just gives more possibilities 100% did you mm. You know, I, I was going to ask Ollie this as well. For for those who've played uh, Force Force Unleashed, have you have you all played Force Unleashed at all? A little bit. So yeah, the, little the bit. idea of like <laughs> lightsabers being, you know, whatever you want, they can be anything. They'd, I I think that was truly pushed forward when they had Star Killer have like two reverse lightsabers that were like red or blue or whatever you had. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever like customize your own on the game? I don't think I got to doing that. No, I just, I, from what I can remember, I just went for the standard lightsaber. Mm. I, I was always... My PlayStation before I got that far. <laughs> <laughs> I got the yellow light. And for, you know, yellow and, light and, and from there, did you did you guys ever think that Force Unleashed would be a really cool series that could be on like Disney someday? You know, like having Starkiller as yeah. a, a badass. Same as all the Knights of the Old Republic yeah. stuff. I think that would be a really cool spin-off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Johnny, you're reading uh, High yeah. Re- High Republic, aren't you, at the moment? So. I haven't started it yet. I bought it, um, which is the Light of the Jedi. The Light of the Jedi, right? Right here. This is uh, the part of the High Republic series, and it, it, I just wanted to get it just so I know more about the the kind of the height of the Republic and how the Jedi kind of covered their. Um, not not so much a rain, but they're kind of zealot. <laughs> they're zealot superpowers over this uh, the uh, the rest of the universe. But yeah, I thought it was a good. Apparently, it's a, a good read. So I'll get to that pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm really intrigued to hear what your opinion on that is because, like, I have such a an interest in how some of the guys previously before before the like jedi council that we know and love from the early days um 
was basically formed and i'd love to see a bit of yoda you know in his prime yeah. sort of thing yeah. growing up to become the grand master so that i would like to see yoda young yeah so mm. ha- like him being trained because you see him at such a um kind of old but not so crippled in in the the uh, the prequels and then in the original trilogy you see him um kind of be this hidden character with a lot of knowledge and a lot of power in the force and then he he obviously dies away so you do see some action with him and him as a very kind of wise um authoritative kind of power Mm. in the whole jedi order but seeing seeing that kind of on the other side we'll know that the other side can be classed as him being in in the swamps of Dagobah but um yeah him being a padawan or or maybe a kind of Jedi knight learning as you go you do see that obviously with Ahsoka Tano and then how she progresses up into the um people now the wider audience now know her for her role in uh, The Mandalorian, but obviously in The Clone Wars, she was very young, naive, and her whole um, character arc has just kind of exploded. And I feel like that kind of start-to-finish character arc could be done really well with a kind of a Yoda series. Yes. and It could even be something they do later down the line, to be fair. Yeah. I'd love to see that. And I think that you've linked on nicely there. Have you all seen the latest series of The Mandalorian yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> no. Oh. I, I'm still doing everything in chronological order. So, me and Jordan are just sat here, just like, we want to tell you about the Star Wars. We want to talk about it. We want to talk about it. You guys can talk about it if you want to. No, no, no. I don't want to spoil it for anybody because it is such a good season and it has so much to give. And I think it's reignited my love for um, Star Wars as as a whole because of how they've handled that new series. Um, it's very tastefully done. Yes, exactly. Uh, and going from there, because I didn't want to spoil anything, but I ha- what I have seen from what Johnny said there is that the development of characters really does improve what we what we feel towards these these characters in Star Wars. So you look, you guys, looking forward to seeing Obi Wan in, in his more developed sort of role as Ewan McGregor. I I definitely am. But for some reason, I'm more excited to see Hayden Christian come, uh, Christensen come back as yeah, me too. Darth Vader. Maybe you get to see him. Obviously, you get to see him without a mask. Otherwise, he he would just they would just get a body double in. Yeah, one hundred percent. Good point. Yeah, that aspect of of having maybe flashback series or fla- uh, flashback scenes with Obi Wan yeah. and Anakin that you don't necessarily see. Because there's such a a vast time period from the Phantom Menace to mm. um, the Clone Wars, and even even Order sixty six, there's such a vast time period that you don't really get to see um, outside of the films. Obviously, yes. you, you you have the Clone Wars, but having that kind of distinction between Obi Wan force ghosting or connection having that connection with with anakin with darth vader but on a separate kind of plane would be quite interesting actually i think another reason i'm really excited for that is because after it was rumored he was going to have a role in rise of skywalker and it ended up being like two lines yeah 
definitely left wanting more. A hundred percent. So to get some actual proper screen time off it would be good after all this time. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, one th- one thing I was going to clarify here as well with Hayden Christensen, he got a lot of flack for uh, earlier in the role uh, when it was first released. Um, do you do you guys? Uh, we've all grown up with Star Wars, and we've we've grown up with Hayden as sort of Darth Vader, believe it or not. You know, I know that's hard for some of the original guys who who saw the original Star Wars, but Hayden Christensen to us was, you know, the man. Do you think it, the the criticism was sort of a little bit too harsh, or do you feel? Do you have an opinion on on how his performance has enhanced the Star Wars universe? The script was not oh, good. It was a bit harsh. The script, the script wasn't great. <laughs> But he didn't write the script, you know. You can, only, you can only do so much with what you're given, and I think he still did really well with it. And diehard fans of something, albeit Star Wars or any other series, Lord of the Rings, people are always going to try and find what's wrong with the films. Like you, you've got the original, <clears throat> take Lord of the Rings, the whole J.R.R. Tolkien world, for example. You've got people who absolutely slate Peter Jackson's trilogy because they they read the books or they saw the original film and it, they they don't like that aspect. But then you you'll have diehard Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings fans and they'll get they'll see the new Amazon series and think no no that's definitely wrong because this should have happened because they've had that kind of pre existing idea. Whereas I I. I tend to kind of stay away from that. I look at an individual aspect and then look at the outer world and see, oh yeah, that's it's a good film. I, I hate the Clone Wars film, but I think it's a really good film as a standalone film and it's a really good film for the context of the Clone Wars and how else. to get there. But yeah, it's it all depends on how you view something. So this yeah. new Kenobi series could be people could say, "Oh, it's a load of rubbish." Or I know a couple of people that don't don't particularly like the Mandalorian. <gasps> Who are their names? Throw them I under know. the bus now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't throw them under the bus. <laughs> um, but it, it's new also new friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of them haven't seen the rest. They've only seen the films, so they haven't seen the wider context, so they don't really know what's happening or they have seen it and they don't particularly like it because it's a bit too dark for them, or there's so many different aspects of of cinema and people's opinions of pre-existing films that, that that could influence the development of a character. And also because of Disney's takeover of Star Wars, they had, it can also happen in that, in that sense, they've, had this pre-existing idea of Star Wars and they they think, okay, I, it might not be like this because Disney likes to get as much money as possible, but um, they have this pre-existing idea of, of Star Wars and think, oh yeah, let's follow this, this line. Whereas a lot of diehard fans would be like, no, no, that's definitely wrong. And it's the sequels that have come out and everyone's got really conflicting ideas. You've got some diehard fans that love the sequels and you've got some diehard fans that absolutely despise the sequels. I think story-wise, there's a lot of stuff that upon more thought and a bit more market research could have been done way better. But as films, they're still really good. 
I really like yeah. that, that the, the expansion that you did there, both of you, and I think Jordan's point as well, that we, it's very easy to criticize something, but, but at the end of the day, you're creating, like they are making something for the, for the general public. And I think we forget how much effort is put into creation um, when it comes down to films. And it's very easy to just sit there and just say, I'm a Star Wars fan. I didn't like this. I didn't like that detail. Um, so mm. it, it really well put from, from both of you there. I really like that. Uh, taking it on a, a bit of a lighter note, Jordan from the last podcast clarified that his favorite character is either Boba or, ja uh, or Django. How excited are you now, Jordan, for the fact that Django has his own series coming up? Dude, that's going to be so good. When I, uh, when I saw the announcement for that, I just sat and smiled to myself a little bit, you know? <laughs> When, when I, I saw it, I it's always, it's always just been like focused on force users and stuff. So it's cool to have someone, someone else, a bit more of a minor character. Yeah, that was still quite like quite influential to the whole storyline. Still, without a doubt, without a doubt. And uh, but it's nice to see them having their own thing. You played the Jenga, the bounty hunter video game when you were younger. Do you think it's going to have that sort of feel where you're able to to control that power? I hope so. <laughs> and, and Johnny, that and dark. yeah, that the game is dark. I'm hoping that it has that darkness in the series in that they're going to put forward. I reckon there's every potential for it because I think that was a concern of a lot of people when Disney took over. They thought it was going to become really Disneyfied, but mm. they've actually done a really good job of, for lack of a better way, putting it, keeping it, keeping it quite violent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> keeping it violent. <laughs> it's what keeps us all here with the blood yeah. pumping and ready to watch each week. <laughs> but um, I, I think something that we we uh, we haven't addressed yet is that you know you you've said non-force user there, Jordan. I'm latching onto that a little bit because when I look at uh, I think it's called and and Andor the new series that's coming out as well that's focused on one of the robot oh, yeah. characters. Have you both seen the trailer for that at all? I haven't seen the trailer yet. Okay. I haven't seen the trailer either, but I've heard it's it's a very it's like a um I was gonna say Cluedo then, but it's it's a very much like um ah uh, what's that TV Build, series Building the Rebellion from what I'm aware. Yeah, I I thought it was gonna be like a crime kind of a crime detective kind of a kind of genre-ish off-brand of the main story which is it, I might be wrong I don't know I need to look into it a bit more but having this kind of building the rebellion maybe having a character or two um going out kind of recruiting people getting into trouble trying to recruit more people and then then just the rebellion builds and builds and builds that kind of aspect will be really really interesting and let's hope there's a little bit of Darth Vader in there to, to replicate some of that seriously scary hall scenes that uh, that we've seen so so much in the previous Rogue One that I feel is is lacking a little bit that fear that sort of profile that Vader has that we know and love it, it's not really shown as much in the sort of prequels uh, or the or the sequels for that matter um, or the originals I'd love to see Vader have that sort of like scariness and as you guys have both said you want that violence to sort of keep us you know, entertained in some way or another that's the thing sort of 
in popular culture, even though he's a bad guy, he's still a sort of lovable figure. But you have to sort of remember that he is basically a genocidal maniac. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And the amount of memes I see on the internet where they have photos of some of the uh, younglings who are featured in Clone Wars and they, they just put above it, they say, just remember Anakin killed these lot too. And it's just <laughs> absolutely savage. Uh, but yeah, move, moving on from youngling killing. Um, I was going to ask Ali, now that you're back, um, what did you think of Rogue One? Because you've literally just watched it. And, yeah. you know, do, do you think that it has an effect on the new series? Um, yeah, I thought it was quite good. I thought it was quite good. Um, well, so I, I watched probably an hour and a half of it earlier in the week and I finished up the last half an hour just before. Um, so I guess the end of it is quite fresh in my mind. Um no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I think that it, it seems like a lot of the new movies seem to have got quite a quite a harsh reaction. But I think when you actually watch it and you don't you don't try to draw on the criticisms and the negatives and you just look at it for what it is as a movie and you're like, you know what, it was actually quite good. Um and yeah, the I thought the characters were quite good. Um Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Only reason I bring that question in now is because obviously that features the the great Darth Vader scene that we've just been talking about. And so, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was a nice that glimpse was, of what, that it, was good. what it could be like if he got more screen time. I thought that, yeah, the, the way he just comes through and he's just, yeah, very um, like malevolent, you know, he's just coming through and nothing is stopping him. Mm. So cool. So yeah, cool. seeing more of that would be good. Do you do you guys remember the the so for, for me, Jordan and, and Johnny, clarification for the for the listeners and for Ali is that we saw it together and we weren't expecting anything. We had no expectations for Rogue One. And I remember us just having a few beers beforehand and just thinking, oh yeah, this will be fun, whatever, you know, so the, and then going in and just sort of blowing, you know, you, you see the ending and it, it, it's like finding out that Maul was at the end of solo. It's just wow. <laughs> Like what's going on there? But there's uh, definitely an audible reaction in the cinema. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. That Which I am. I'm. I tell you what, lads. I've said this a lot to to my family. Is that I I miss the cinema, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but the current pandemic, you know, taking that away, you know, it's not just the the watching of the film. It's the experience of meeting friends and, and going together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a very conflicting idea with that, actually. Um, Obviously, Chris, you and I have been to the cinema a lot, uh, watching many different films. And I, I, my idea of the cinema kind of turned when we went to see A Quiet Place, the first A Quiet Place film, fantastic. which is a fantastic film, one of my favourite films. Very good. But it's essentially a quiet, it's a silent movie. There's three lines of dialogue right in the centre of the movie. And you need to have an audience that is quiet. And when we went to see it, the audience wasn't quiet. They were <laughs> chatting and it really infuriated me. And I feel like having that cinema experience is all very good with the big screen and the sound and, and, and all that. But some, some shows, i.e. A Quiet Place and now A Quiet Place 2 that's just come out or come out, um, 
yeah, I, I think those types of films I would personally prefer to watch in the comfort of my own home. I can, there's no distractions. I can play the music as loud as I want. I've got a big TV that I can watch it on and I can have as many snacks as I want as well without there paying extortionate, yeah, <laughs> paying extortionate prices. Um, yeah, that, that cinema experience is very, it, it needs to happen. But having it on a personalised level would be quite quite interesting, actually. Yeah, I, I I do I do agree with you in somewhere or another. Sounds like the problem there, Johnny, is uh, is with people, which is a common common thing nowadays. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, how strange! Don't they suck? <laughs> how strange! <laughs> Oh dear! As always, we bring the class to this podcast by insulting others. Now, um, <laughs> uh, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Exactly. Uh, but Johnny, you make a very good point: is that some films do require that attention, that you sort of environment around you. Ironically, in Canada, when I visited, they do have that experience where you can go into these very VIP sort of cinemas you can pay some extra and you can make it a whole experience in itself so you get like mm. dinner and like you're watching whatever movie you're watching and there's like five other people in the cinema and that's it keep out the riffraff keep <laughs> yeah yeah not to not to sound too prestigious um but yes to keep out the old peasantry now um <laughs> i think it's that... like watching a movie in your house to pay more money for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> damn it you found the the plot hole of this now um <laughs> yeah the kink of the armor this is literally the event within the death star um <laughs> yeah. but now that uh we've we've spoken about general like environment and watching star wars in in, in a cinematic sort of view do you think the future now is streaming when it comes down to like Disney and everything that we, that, that's out there at the moment. I think 100%. so. I think so. I think yeah. obviously, aside from the entire global climate right now, mm. I think Disney are going to want to steer people towards subscribing to Disney Plus. Yeah, they're not going to accomplish that by releasing films like the new Mulan movie that they're releasing on Disney Plus, but they're charging extra. So you're paying for a yeah. monthly subscription yeah. and you you have to pay another 12, 14 pounds to watch a film. And I'm not going to lie, I'm technically I'm not paying for Disney Plus at the moment. So <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. I'm I will bleep this out in post-production. That will not be... <laughs> you, just, well, no, it's, it's, you just admit it, it to... <laughs> oh, no, I don't care. Disney aren't going to watch this, are they? So well, you never know. <laughs> yeah, they might. Yeah, yeah. They might have it Hi, Disney CEO. <laughs> Welcome to my crib. Um, <laughs> George Lucas. No, it, it, yeah. Um, yeah. If George Lucas watches this, then yeah, I've got some real answers. So some real questions. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, no, it's it. You do get that you do get that in all walks of life you get people buying netflix and then sharing a a one account with four or five different people mm. and you get that with disney plus prime now tv 
And yeah, it happens that a friend of mine has Disney Plus and he's got you should have started the, the that with with that because that's not. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't illegally stream Disney films. <laughs> that's what um, we thought you were saying. Oh, live on the podcast. No, no. So yes, yeah, just sat uh, there watching Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god, wearing the Emperor Palpatine outfit, just literally yeah, watching yeah. Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. I put my cloak on. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Uh, oh, mate. How uncivilized. How uncivilized. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I think yeah, so just you, do, you, do, you do get that aspect of uh, sharing accounts, and I am one of those people that has shared an account. I'm but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not... Yeah, going back to my original point, I'm not going to be spending an additional sum of money to watch a film that I'm already going to pay for. Yeah. If Netflix did that, they can jog on. <laughs> well, if anyone... Oh, I think if they did release a Star Wars film or something that you didn't have to pay extra for, save going to the cinema, just obviously when we're allowed to, or just go to someone's house, one person puts the bill, one person brings the beer, one person brings the snacks, mm. just make a big night in of it rather than <laughs> out extra going Bless to the cinema and paying cinema prices for everything. I totally agree. Yeah. I think yeah. that what you've just talked about there, Jordan, as well, is something that kind of excites me a little bit because it does remind me of um, oh, outdoor cinemas. Yeah, snacks. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the idea that um, people can become ingenuitive in their own right because of the pandemic. So people do stuff to, you know, better themselves based off this environment and yeah the government's not making it easy for anyone to really like do that but at the same time i'm hoping that that good things can come out of it so this isn't really a star wars question but for you guys how are you uh, how are you dealing with life at the moment by uh, do you have anything that's keeping you going or or anything star wars related that's that's keeping you happy in these these strange times uh bike rides watching netflix playing drums and playing doom a Doom classic. Well played. I like that. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ali, you've got a family to to keep you busy, haven't you? So. Yeah, absolutely. Very busy with family and like gym. Gym is just provide such mental clarity. Um, and then yeah, been getting a bit hench. Yeah. <laughs> I try. <laughs> just everybody get out the guns. Just like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to be doing that. I've actually missed my. Gym. <laughs> I, I've been so focused on getting assignments finished and and submitting work for uni that I've just not been in the gym for about three, four weeks. So, do you hear that, Ali? It's oh, excuses. No. <laughs> <laughs> I need. I need. Um, I need a little iPad or something just in in the office I'm in at the moment, just playing a 10-hour loop of Shia LaBeouf just saying, do it, just <laughs> do it. And then that'll get me motivated to go back into the gym. Who's going to carry the boats? <laughs> and the logs. <laughs> oh, dear. Just have, all you need is Goggins, Johnny. That's it. That's all you need. Just need Goggins. So, I feel like right. I need a I need a middle ground first. Doggins is fantastic and he's very motivational, but he's a machine. And because he's yeah. a machine, I need that middle ground to be like, okay, I can't go that far, but maybe I can go this far. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> 
a half Goggins. <laughs> yeah, a half. Yeah, yeah. Hi, my <laughs> name's Chris is... Taylor. I'd like to submit for the half Goggins <laughs> application. <laughs> <laughs> you already do with your uh, running and your gym sessions. Oh, I just yeah. need a. Yeah, that's true. I, I need a uh, something. You just to text me every now and again and be like, "Go in the gym, you fool." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I just keep it in the group chat. Just have like a, a weekly check-in. Like, Johnny, have you gone to the gym this week? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've had my weekly chocolate bar if you if that counts. <laughs> so Jordan, you make me sound so fucking pompous. Just like, have you done it yet? Oh my. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, I just need you to come to my house, prod me with a stick and be like, oh you fatty, get in the gym. <laughs> That's not how lockdown works. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Well, I'm thankful that we're in a lockdown, so you don't oh, you don't oh. do that. <laughs> Two meter stick, no problem. <laughs> yeah. I'll just have a, a stick made that's built from Wiltshire all the way up until Berkshire. We'll just yeah. uh, just yeah. prod you. A seventy mile <laughs> stick that just doesn't flex. At all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god anyway um ali's clearly stated what he's he's using at the moment to and, and so is jordan jordan i love the doom doom game is mint uh johnny what is yours your assignments you've said about ali having a family you've got a degree going on at the moment mate what's going on there yeah but degrees compared to having a family going on is nothing um it's still tough man yeah, it's it, it's difficult. Work. There's a lot of work to do, but I do find solace in um, I do like my downtime. You know, I like my downtime. I like watching films. I like playing games, and um, that whole escapism aspect has been really important to me over the past two three weeks because I've had I had to submit a couple of assignments in for the week just gone. Um, I was working. 12 14 hour days just to get everything in and into a standard that i'm i'm really happy with so have having that kind of time to switch off i've been watching the clone wars um which is really good because they're like 20 minute episodes so every break that i have i'm just like yeah switch one of those on um and also going back into <clears throat> gaming playing a lot of apex and a lot of um stars battlefront 2 which is a classic game um yeah that that whole escapism aspect is is really well, important what's your setup hey, do you mean the ps4 or the ps2 one oh yeah, no this is a good question th this is a good question but yeah seeing as my dad sold my ps2 <laughs> yeah no i'm playing the uh the most recent one the ps4 one okay They've they've improved that though. There's a lot of updates done by EA, and they've I think they've earned the community's trust again. Even if they did have hmm. coin based bribery going on at the beginning. Yeah, the first yeah. Battlefront, the first remake, I should say, um, done by EA was not a good film. Mm. Not a, a film, not a good game. <laughs> but the the one that was most recently um, released, the second remake, was. Um, Fantastic. I fortunately got it for free when PlayStation did their uh, uh, Star Wars free game, or it was a game of the month or something like that, and they got it on PSN for free. So I was a bit late to the game, but my goodness, it's a fantastic game. Do you have a, a favourite setup or a favourite character that you, that you like to play with? Ooh, ooh. Uh, I do pl like playing as Luke. 
um, especially on heroes, heroes versus villains. Um, classic. Mm, I do play Galactic Conquest. Yes. Is that the Galactic Conquest? Or Galactic Assault or something like that? Wait. Yeah, I jump into the Republic era and I'm just a clone running around Geonosis and I just love that. That's fantastic. I think a lot of the scenery and the settings are really cool in that game. They've paid a lot of attention to a detail and even really far into the background you can look and there's little things from the films that you wouldn't otherwise notice. Yeah. The the graphics are incredible in the new new Star Wars Battlefronts. Mm. That is something they do really good. 100%. 100%. And please raise your hand if you've accidentally killed a few Ewoks um, during your time as a Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, my <laughs> <Totally> accidentally. Accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ac- accidentally. You know, um, I-, I think that you guys are totally right. I think that the graphics is, is really improved and also the gameplay. I'm a big fan of the fact that you've got these huge, basically 40 player, you know, battlefront ability to, to take on entire clone armies versus droids. And yeah, I, I love the integration of the new, even, even some of the newer heroes and, and newer villains uh, having Kylo Ren on the battlefield is, is kind of interesting. I don't know about you guys, but um, as a character, even if people do sort of criticize the sequels, I do find them interesting. I thought Kylo Ren was a cool character. Yeah. Most so. stuff, but <laughs> I feel like his his character could have been explored in such a, a, a such more detail, such more detail. That's not right. We know you but, meant. Yeah, yeah. So in such more detail, um, I feel like the the whole aspect behind his um, cracked the uh, cracked um, lightsaber Ask. gem and. Um, that kind of whole reason why he's torn between the light side and the dark side, that kind of aspect. Even if they just spent five minutes of the film clearing it up a little bit, it would yeah. be good. Yeah. And it, yeah, these these sequels, I feel there's so many loopholes, so many kind of um, loose ends that they just need to tie up. Mm. And I feel like they... I've said this before that instead of having a trilogy, but having a six part, they could just, instead of bouncing between planets and trying to cover everything in 10 seconds, they can have, could have just really slowed down, really explained everything. And yeah, it's, um, it's a shame, but. I, you know what? I think they can do that though, but I think that with the new series with Django and Obi-Wan and with the Mandalorian, they've proven that, people are more invested in, in these TV series with the, the great oh, yeah. and the ability yeah. to develop characters. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely the way it's going anyway, because they can just delve into it so much more. Exactly. Because when you've got a film, you, you have to be fairly concise with it. Otherwise, you'd end up with three-hour films like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and we've all seen how that goes when I talk about it. Um, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've... Oh, I think we've lost oh, Ali. We've lost Ali. We've lost oh, Ali. No, well, I thought we were going to lose you first there, Jordan, if I'm honest, but there you go. Um, technical issues. I was going to ask you guys this anyway. This isn't really a Star Wars question, but it, you know, it always does relate into it. You've talked about how you're keeping yourself busy and all that. Is there anything in the pandemic that you've done or you've 
found yourself doing that you think you'll continue to do even after we all go back to normal? I don't know, really. I haven't really done anything during uh, the pandemic. Stopped I blowing really out candles on birthday cakes. I <laughs> don't know why people... Now, thinking about it, we are such unhygienic animals. You're just slobbering all over a birthday cake. Because you're blowing out the candles and everyone eats it, especially at kids' parties. Oof, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> that just speeds up herd immunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Survival of the fittest. You've got <laughs> some jemmy little brat spraying his spit all over the cake and everyone has a slice, you know. Whatever he's got, we're all going to be good for it now. Oh, my God. Jesus. Right, I was not expecting that sort of answer from you there, Johnny. I'll be honest with you, bud. I was expecting something la da but clearly not la da enough. Um, yeah. Jeez. Right. Oh, I think laptop I think enough- has died from Ali, so we, we do know what's happened to him. <laughs> so he's yeah, probably yeah. just in the process <laughs> of the uh, shooting up the charger. <laughs> exactly. So that's, that's where he's gone for those listening who can't see Ali disappearing uh, from, from the screen. Uh, move, moving on from there, I, I was going to say, like, you guys seem to have dealt with stuff like quite well. Johnny, you've been getting on with your work. Jordan, you've adapted super quickly to like going into your cars and doing work that way. So I'm, I'm extremely pleased for you both in the sense that you've you've dealt with it very well, um, and I, I hope you continue to do so over the like the coming period because it's just it seems like it's a never ending uh, sort of arduous journey we're all going on. So go from there, <laughs> linking it back to Star Wars. I don't know how we can, but I think uh, a good way to put it is the Empire's reign over the galaxy uh, for, for a long period of time and the rebellion growing from that. Do you think something similar could happen in real life one day? Yeah, except the rebellion we have is people going out without a mask on. <laughs> Doesn't sound um, so good. So they are the bad guys here. <laughs> So <clears throat> it's difficult. Currently, in the, is in the current climate, you you do have people like Jordan says you have people rebelling against sound scientific knowledge, but it, it's not. People do view the rebellion or rebellions in general as a um, as the person who's doing the right thing. But mm. a, sometimes you do have rebellions in in history. You've seen that that aren't doing the right thing it's more of a um i want this i want that kind of aspect yeah the the no more lockdown crowd and the anti-vaxxers yeah yeah and it's very um unsafe or they're very self-centered in their uh, thinking in their ideology in their uh, kind of um i don't think this is going to work for me whereas there's a lot of people that the lockdown does help. There's a lot of, including the NHS. Mm. And um, yeah, we just need to work together on this. I like that. It's a positive way of putting it because, uh, you know, I phrased the question in the sense that the empire is the government and the rebellion is, you know, us individuals fighting against it. It's not necessarily the case. In, in some yeah. Ways. You could so, see the government. You, some people could see the, the government as the Jedi order and, and then um, in, a, in a positive aspect. But I think the, the key thing for any viewpoint that you need to do is you need to challenge, um, challenge the people in charge mm. so they're always doing the right thing. And 
one thing i'm going to go into a political start rant now but uh <laughs> i'll cut you off right there uh moving yeah, yeah. On now. <laughs> yeah. but i was going to say like actually that links really well to a, a really specific piece in star wars in in the sense the the jedi order became blind to the sith do you think that you know qui-gon and like Anakin were representations of what you just described in the sense that they were trying to keep the Jedi Order on their toes. They were trying to make them aware of the threats that, that were secretly among them. Do you think that there needed well, to be yeah. more characters like that? Even linking it to Star Wars, you do have, because there's no challenge, a visible challenge, you do have the Separatists, but then you have the Sith behind that. Yeah. I think what, what people kind of need to realize is that as soon as he, if you pick one side and the other side wins it's it's better for everybody if we just work together even if that's on the other side mm. so having this having the jedi order or, or the, the the republic against the separatists even if they clash on certain views it would be a lot better if everyone worked together and then you wouldn't have this galactic war going on very, very, very intriguing. Jordan, do you have a, any any point to make on that at all? I was just thinking post Order 66, if mm. separatists and the Republic actually just thought, you know, they're doing us in here mm. and they teamed up. Yeah. It might have gone very differently. It, it's a very, yeah, good point in the sense that you've both made a similar point in the sense that they're one in the same, they want the same thing. Which is kind of by the time Vader got to Mustafa, I think it was a bit late for that. <laughs> dude, that robot dude at the end of the table must have been <laughs> terrified. <laughs> it's just it's just like the last remaining separatist at the end is just like, oh god, what have I done? Well, someone did go power up a bunch more joy factory somewhere, didn't they? After that. Oh yeah. Oh mate, that's a good point. I'm trying to think actually. Didn't he remain on Mustafa as well though? Like Possibly, yeah. Because someone kept the cloning facility going as well, didn't they? Uh, is, yeah. yeah. Uh, Camino, didn't Cam the Camino got shut down, but some escaped and then set some on a snow planet? Okay. Because mm. I'm, sure, <clears throat> I'm sure they touched on it in the, the original Battlefront 2 storyline as well. There was something about an extra cloning facility or something. Mm intriguing because i knew that um geonosis was the original droid manufacturing uh, and then it just got like sent to loads of different places and as you said jordan they, they have the storyline that goes to like the different manufacturers to try and shut them down um one thing that have you guys seen in the story behind the clones is that the clones get merged into the the empire have you have you seen that at all yeah yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you think that um did you like the well obviously the clones have a little bit more of a character because of the animated series um and then within the empire you've got just the sort of you know soldiers there's less character do you think that plays a big part in why we love the clones so much? I think because obviously the clones are the good guys we're supposed to like them anyway but if they ever showed anything from the Empire side, then you're going to see stories of normal people because mm. they just recruited more or less normal people, sometimes kids or whatever. But 
if we followed their story, then we'd probably form a similar bond with them in that way. Rather than just thinking them as bad guys who can't hit anything. Oh, true. Obviously, they're, they're faceless as well. You never see a stormtrooper without his mask on. with the clones. We saw their face a lot. Yes. Yeah, that's very true. Johnny, did you did you feel the same way at all? Yeah, I did. Um, there, there's a lot to think about, really, and it's all about perspective. Mm. Going back to perspective, you could. For I remember this Clone Wars episode um, that was really kind of prominent when I was watching it, and uh, Padme Amidala went to see her friend in a planet that was owned by the Separatists. Mm. And to them, the Separatists were the good guys and the Republic were the bad guys. So it's all about a, a point of perspective where for them, Dooku was was helping them and, and trying to make them prosper in a, in a world that the Jedi Order was were the bad guys and they were trying to do um, bad things. So having that, and I love that Dave Filoni did that because you do, you do start to think about, oh, so what, what are the clones thinking when they when they go over to the Empire? Are they still clones, or do their obviously their mind, minds get wiped and all that sort of stuff? But do you, or, or do they have a personality that they they think, oh, is this the right thing to do? Yeah, some of them did. That's how they ended up um, dead. <laughs> well, dead, yeah, or being cast away a bit. Yeah, and. I think the the um, I think it was the five oh first were the first legion to be merged into uh, the empire because obviously they were Darth yeah, Vader. Vader. Yeah, which I always thought the five oh first were the coolest sort of like legion, even if they yeah. were child killers. Um, <laughs> Man, sometimes you just got to do it. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Jeez, uh, go, going from there. Actually, I think that's one thing that. Um, jj abrams got right in the seventh film is that finn being a stormtrooper sort of provided you know oh they are just normal people like they're they're just like soldiers who have like fears and if you look at the originals the stormtroopers are just like you know they're soldiers there's no person yeah Mm. exactly yeah um so So yeah that in it was rise of skywalker as well wasn't it they found like a unit of deserters yes exactly and they ended up helping yeah it's, it's fascinating because i always think that these little small details they provide us with a little bit more love for the story and a little bit more love for the characters um and overall just you know providing the the actual movie with some like oh if that person dies i actually care you know what i mean like if a stormtrooper dies we we didn't really care we were just like oh yeah the heroes defeated them like whatever but, and i think that's, that's the that's thing actually... with um Go ahead. No, no, go on, Sean. I was going to say, with um, the Stormtroopers, you see them get mowed down left, right and centre, but with the clones, so you've got Rex or Cody or any of the others, you sort of form a bit of a bit of an attachment. Yeah, a bond. And I feel like that's a, you've kind of hit a nail on the head on that aspect. With the prequels, you get to bond with the characters Although they're not, you don't bond as well as as in the original trilogy, but you get to bond with the characters and follow that through. And I, I personally feel like in the sequels, in in the seventh film, in the eighth film, ninth film, you don't get to bond with the characters. Mm. And I feel like they because you 
do have that detachment you don't they you don't like the film because you're like oh this is just a person that's just running off and i feel like like they've done that so well with rogue one because you do get to bond with the characters and do get to see that character progression and that character arc that you that you want to kind of connect with yeah i very well put from both of you there i'm really enjoying these answers actually at the moment and uh straight straight off there from like adding to what you've just said there Jolly, i think that some of some of the things about a good story is the characters themselves and actually being able to relate to them and actually being able to feel what they're feeling and jordan when you said about rex and cody is i think the reason why we love them so much is because you're like yeah i'd do that if i was in their place Mm. i'd be like you know uh, and the the clone trooper who punched the droid, like, or, or the clone trooper <laughs> with the massive machine gun just firing off, like, for the Republic! You're like, yes! That's what I'm about, you know? That's that's it. Uh, so, yeah. Love that. Love those answers right there. Um, guys, I've actually not got any more questions written down. I've, I've, I've run out, so uh, I, I think that's probably a good place to, to end the podcast there. And uh, yeah. I'm really hoping we can do this again and keep developing questions and maybe even just have a chat you know these these uh, strange times offer the opportunity to just get together and have a laugh why not and talk about yeah why not until we can get back to the cinema yeah yeah <laughs> exactly and then ruin the or film for others house. <laughs> or around yeah. someone's house yeah uh, i need to get a projector because this room would probably be the best for uh, getting everyone yeah. in and that'd be pretty sick Definitely. So, thank you so much, lads. As always, legends, both of you. Really, really appreciate it. Um, and thank you for listening to, to those out there. This has been a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I've been your host, Chris Taylor. And that's been Jordan Green and Jonathan Edwards. Thank you, lads. Thank you. Ciao. Boom. <laughs>